So, Austin, did that recent hail storm cause some damage to your vehicle? Luxury Auto Works now brings you Austin's Luxury Auto Body for all of your collision and hail repair needs. We take all major insurance and provide same-day appointments and guarantee our work. Luxury Auto Works is your European dealership alternative for service and repair needs. BMW, Mercedes, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Audi. To book your appointment today for collision, hail, service, and repair needs. That's Luxury Auto Works. From the 102.7 ESPN studios in Austin, Texas, this is the Jeff and Ed Show. Welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you react. The phone numbers, you'll need them. 512-834-1027. It's 512-834-1027 on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week. I'm at Jeff Ward Show. If you want to post comments on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week, you can do so. Just get to the point. Please don't suck. Try to make the show better if you can. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Subscribe to the podcast. We put out a podcast every afternoon. The Jeff Ward Show podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, Today's segment involves everything about... Didn't think these two would be combined. Ken Paxton, your lovable, angelic attorney general, and marijuana. That's on the podcast. Uh, Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show on YouTube. We put that out each afternoon. Uh, look like Shrek and sit in front of a weird wall, but seems to be working pretty well. So the Cowboys family is talking. Uh, some of it is working out. Other parts of the talking is not working out at all. You know, they went dead silent for the first. Jerry Jones went dead silent for the first time ever after Dallas flamed out against the number seven seed Green Bay Packers. So he went silent. And, you know, it's really not an option for him anymore. I don't think it worked well for him. I know you're going to say, well, Jeff, if he just kept rambling, would that work out either? No, he needed to talk. The old man needed to answer for it. And it was, honestly, it was kind of a bad look for him to go silent after losing to Green Bay. But he did. And so a few weeks goes by, and he couldn't keep it up much longer. But I'm going to point out to you a Jones family member talking that played pretty well, a Jones family member talking that didn't play so well. So here comes Jerry Jones, and, you know, no matter what, there were giant issues hanging out out there that were going to come his way, no matter what. It didn't matter if it was going to be two days after Dallas loses to Green Bay or a month after Dallas loses to Green Bay. Mike McCarthy getting retained was going to come up. It should. It doesn't make any sense. So the old man is going to have to answer for it. And the old man has answered, and he did not handle it well at all. It didn't go well at all. Well, how could it go well, Jeff? Oh, I don't know. I think his son answered it pretty well. So the issue of of Mike McCarthy was going to be hanging out there, will be hanging out there. It's a, it's, a, it's a topic all the time, all the way until Dallas makes a run in the playoffs. It's just the way it's going to be. 
The other part is, of course, Dak Prescott. What to do? It's not a crazy subject anymore. Do you really want to spend $60 bucks on him? What's the upside? And then the third part, hey, wait a minute. The winningest coach of our lifetime is unemployed. Why not, Jerry? So Jerry Jones started talking. Um, and, you know, part of me is starting to think he's old and it's just not making any sense. Because he's just not making any sense. So he was silent for the first time ever, and uh, the old man then decided, because he never stops talking, decided to start talking again. And I can't figure out where he's trying to go with this. He, I believe, you can, you can think what you want, you can make whatever argument you would like. I think he left the door open in some weird way to hire Bill Belichick. I don't think he will hire Bill Belichick, but I think he, in his own horrible communication strategy, left the door open. He should have hired him already, but he makes it sound like he might hire him. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, whether or not that hurts mumbling Mike McCarthy's feelings or not doesn't really matter. His feelings don't matter, and they shouldn't matter. He's talking about the guy he should have hired, and he's making it sound like he still might. Here we go. Yahoo Sports. Jerry Jones deflected the first couple of questions that's reported. As he talked to Bill Belichick, here goes Jerry's answer. I don't want to get into it. For reasons of talking about anybody that I may have talked to that's been bantered about coaching. I don't even know what that sentence means. I really don't. He, he makes no sense. It's kind of sad. He makes no sense. It's like talk, It's like trying to interpret Donald Trump conversations. I think he meant to say, I, I don't want to answer that. Maybe I'll talk to him. That's what I think he meant to say. He says, quote, I didn't talk to anybody. I haven't talked to anybody that is a head coaching candidate other than my own. I don't know. I don't know if he'll coach again. I won't speculate. Well, you know what he did next, of course. He was then asked, could you guys work together? He then went to great lengths and was much clearer, which is not common because he's not very clear ever. He went to great lengths to, to say how he could work with Bill Belichick. Which, of course, left everything he tried to say earlier up in smoke. Um, he said, you know, because he, he, I guess he took it personally when people said, could you, do you think you could work with him? And he said, yeah. Yeah, I could work with him. We, we could work great. I know him. So then he ended up leaving the door open, kind of, that it's, it's an option. I don't believe it is. I do believe Jerry Jones did not talk to Bill Belichick. I don't. I don't think he did. Um, I don't think he knows what he's saying anymore. Uh, I don't... Do I think he could pivot if he were a normal owner and hire Bill Belichick? Absolutely. There's nothing holding you to Mike McCarthy. But in all of his rambling, and a lot of people wanted to conclude by him saying, I could work with him. Yeah, I could work with him. I, I'd, I'd love to work with him kind of thing. I think a lot of people are... 
misunderstanding that is him saying at any moment he could pull the trigger and hire Bill Belichick. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he will talk to him. I know the old man is driven by his ego, and his ego is not going to let him do that. I think people are just getting over their skis and falling prey to his rambling. He doesn't mean anything by what he says because he doesn't know what he's saying. So don't read too much into it. And I know a lot of people do. I don't. I believe him when he says, I didn't talk to anybody. I believe him. I think that's idiotic. I think it's a mistake. I think it is everything wrong with his ownership. But I believe him. Do I believe he could work with Bill Belichick? I do not believe he could work with Bill Belichick. I think that would be a disaster. Because I think he would, uh, I think it'd be two old guys having soup arguing a lot. So I, I think it's a mistake for a lot of people to read into it that Jerry Jones is giving himself an out to pivot at any moment and hire Bill Belichick. I think you're wrong. Now, his son cleaned it up and cleaned it up pretty well and said all that needs to be said after the Dallas Cowboys meltdown. And his son, who I think the organization would probably be better off if he just did the talking. They really would. His son said this. This is Stephen Jones. Asked about Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott's legacy, blah, blah, blah. And at first, people made fun of him because he compared it to Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. He didn't say Dak Prescott is Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. What he said was they earned their reputation. They won. Stephen Jones is saying what his dad is incapable of saying. We've had three good years of 12 and 5, and we've had major disappointments in the postseasons. Until we do something about it in the postseason, which is to give to go have another great year and have success in the playoffs, then the issue is going to be there. There's no way they're not going to be explicit. There's not going to be trust until you get it done. He's talking about his quarterback. He's right. Don't trust the owner until you get it done. Don't trust the quarterback until you get it done. Don't trust anybody until you get it done. That's what he's saying. He says there's no way there's going to be explicit trust until you get it done. Would someone trust Tom Brady and the Patriots that they're going to get it done? Yeah. Why? Because they do it. Does anyone trust Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City that they're going to get it done? Why? Yeah. Well, because they do it. Six years. They're going to go do it. They're in the championship game. Until we compete at that level and we get it done, then there always is going to be doubt, and it's rightfully so. End quote. Well said. That's the truth. What you should say is, Dad, put the soup down and stop talking. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. You're listening to The Jeff and Ed Show on 1027 ESPN. All right, I guess I'm going to be, what do you want to do with this? I'm going to be accused of being incredibly insensitive, and I'll accept that. I'll also accept the other part of the criticism. Now, is there an upside to what people are posting? And I assume by now you know about it. 
Here's specifically what I'm talking about. Watch me lose my job on TikTok. That's the title. And it's not a one-off. Watch me lose my job on TikTok. If you're not familiar with this, it is a thing. It's a big thing. As companies, I'm reading now from Yahoo Finance, as companies from startup Discord to Google have shed hundreds of jobs in recent weeks, tech workers are taken to social media to share their layoff experiences. And many of these videos have gone viral. They show people crying as they talk with human resources or going through their daily routine knowing a mysterious appointment on their calendar is likely to result in their termination. The layoff videos and accompanying job hunting posts on sites like LinkedIn and X, formerly Twitter, are shedding new light on a private moment many people try to hide. Okay, um, I know there's got to be, some of you probably know what the term, there's got to be a term now for this. It is, you can't even say it's, is it Gen Y? I mean, I think it skews older than that. The bottom line is, people now, they do two things. One, they're posting videos of losing their job, and then they're posting about losing their job. What's the upside? Okay, say it. Why do you think anyone cares? I'm amazed. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Why do you think... I'm not going to say people don't care. They care that you lost your job. You know what we don't want to watch? You losing your job. Why would I want to watch you losing your job? What would be the upside in watching you cry about losing your job for five minutes? Tell me. How is that productive for me? How is it productive for you? I'm blown away by this. And, and, and contained in this story, you can sit there and you can binge... This person, how I lost my job on TikTok. She has a five-minute video of her crying at her desk, losing her job at, I don't know if it was Google or wherever it was. Okay, she's not 19. Okay, she's 30-something. And it sucks. She lost her job. But it is a thing now where people post losing the job and then talking about losing the job. And I really am saying, what's the upside? Why? You know, am I going to sound like get off my lawn guy? I'm about to sound like I'm a get off my lawn guy. You know what's kind of sad about a, a life of social media now? You know what I think is sad? People think other people care. Like you really think someone cares. One, we don't care. Two, we don't have time to care. Why would you think I would care? I, I, to me, it is... Is that terrible to say? Was that a terrible thing I just said, Garrett? I don't think it's no, terrible. No, I I don't understand it I, either. I don't get... Well, what's the upside? Relatability, maybe? I, but but I don't, you, know I don't what, know. you know what I don't want to do? I don't want to relate to you losing your job. Yes, losing jobs is a way of life. It is a fact of life... It's going to happen when you're 22. It's going to happen when you're 52. It's going to happen. We all know it. You know what we don't want to do? I don't want to get caught up in you losing your job. It's not that much fun. 
I'm not that interested in you telling me for five minutes how crappy it is that you lost your job. You know why? Because we all know it already. Why would anyone want to relive that? I am lost. Here I'm going to put a psychological twist to this that all of you can answer. Because I do think there isn't one upside. I have come up with one. I do. I actually have a, I have a comment to what I do think is the upside. But... I'm lost in the psychology. I don't think this is narcissism, but I am lost on the psychology of wanting to be down in the dumps with you. I don't want to go through your divorce nor your job loss with you. No thanks. But she's going through it alone. Yeah, that's correct. That's the way it works. (laughs) That's what you do. So this thing... I mean, I, I really would, I, I know most people know about this, and I'm, I'm saying this because there's probably most people listening right now may have done the exact same thing. You may have. I think it's our default position in life now when something goes wrong or something goes right. The first thing we do is show everyone else. It's, I, I think it's like a, just a natural reaction now. But the people doing this, just so you know, and it is a, there's thousands and thousands of quick videos of people talking about losing their job. There is. So hers was, watch me lose my job on TikTok. It's a five minute video. It's on TikTok. Um, she's 30 years old. She's marketing professional, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Now get this. This is how much an outlier I am. She was being laid off by a tech giant. The video racked up half a million views. And thousands of comments within hours. What the hell? What are you doing? Why? Seriously, why? Why? It's a five-minute video. She says, oh, this is the girl that lost her job, woman that lost her job, sorry. One of my resolutions for this year was to be a lot more open and honest with things I struggle with in my life. So part of that is showing parts of my life that may not be so glamorous. No. How about no? Why would I want to watch parts of your life that aren't so glamorous? I don't want to watch parts of your life that are glamorous. Why would I want to watch you lose your job? Is that a jackass thing to say? I'm honestly opening that door. Is that a terrible thing to say? Because I don't feel like it is. So, um, workers say they're using the videos to process the emotions of losing their job. Here's Joni Bonimort of Salt Lake City. She's 40 years old. Filmed herself crying as a credit repair company laid her off from her marketing job. She planned to share the video only with her family, but posted it to TikTok after finding out the company had paid out bonuses. The video racked up 1.4 million views. Why would any of you watch Joni Bonimort cry after losing her job? Why are you doing that? Answer, please, somebody, answer me. Because, oh, we all been through it? Okay, right. That's why I don't want to watch. You know what happens when you lose your job? It sucks. Why would you want to live that with someone else? I think it's a female thing, too. I said it. I didn't. I said it. I think it is. You didn't have to say it, though. But I, but I think it is. Because I, in pure boredom and amazement, 
of the psychology of why it is a generation of people, 30 to 50, seems like, why this is... I almost understand the idiot at the gym sharing shirtless selfies more than I do this. And that guy, and I don't get that either, but I get that almost more than this. I don't get this. I know when the person loses their job, they're down and upset. That's not new, by the way. You do know that. That's not new. It's been going on a long time, and people usually are pretty bent out of shape about it. Right. What I'm saying is, why would there be 1.4 million views? Why? Throwing it out there for everybody that has a job or lost a job. Either way. What's up with this, I guess, is what I'm saying. Now, I did read, I'm going to circle it back, which I do think is kind of interesting, although I don't think this is the, the plan behind it. There was a comment in this long story in Yahoo Finance, and I think everyone should read it. I mean, I don't know if you should read it. You probably know this is going on. Um, here you go. Here's uh, Michaela Miller who worked remotely as a project manager based in Salt Lake City, filmed a video about her day working from home, okay, including choosing a coffee mug that said, the world is falling apart around us and I'm dying inside. The video ended with her listening to her company announce it was eliminating her role. Why do I want to watch you, Michaela? But... I did read where, and I don't know if this is part of the strategy, where somebody in one of these stories got a job offer from someone else. Now that part, I do get, if you can parlay, this is what happened, here are my skills, and of 1.4 million people, someone watches it and hires you, that I do get. The rest of it, that's what you know. drinking and bars are for. You sit down and you vent. That's what people do when they lose their job. They do that when they don't lose their job. So if you're able to find a job out of it by using social media, I get that. I don't think that's what this is about. It's a, it's a cultural phenomenon that is just bizarre. Now, the other side of it is, as many people know, there are people that fire people and post about it, which is equally weird to me. Why do you want to watch... There's Michaela, who's at home telling you what she's going to do, like coffee and all that stuff, and she loses her job. Why is that getting 1.4 million views? Is that love and support? Probably. It's wasted time. It's time to work. Welcome back. Yeah. There he is. Sorry. I mean, your boss should come by and say, are you watching people get fired? You want to get fired? Stop watching people get fired. It's just time to work. That's it. Was that mean? Oh, man, Garrett. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm being helpful. I'm just pointing out there's a psychology to this that is, I don't think it's productive and healthy. And I don't think it's healthy for 1.4 million views to get caught up in that. Just saying. 
Now, someone's going to go, you jerk. I posted a video getting fired, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I, why did you do that? Why? Right? Why? There's nothing that we don't post now, is there? There's nothing sacred. Nothing is sacred. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as a bad private moment. There is no such thing. All right, here they come on Twitter. X or whatever it's called. Jerk, jackass. You jackass. Jerk, Jeff. Insensitive jerk, whatever Garrett just called you. You insensitive jackass. There it is. At Jeff Hort Show at J49321268. Yeah. How do we know this isn't a body double sent by Fauci? And you're calling me a jerk. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. Check out the podcast page at 1027ESPN.com. Now back to the Jeff and Ed Show. All right, here we go on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. It's at Jeff Ward Show. Here's at Ed's underscore Jeff underscore son. Jeff, I'm glad you've returned from the China virus. How would, by the way, can I ask a, uh, I think, a very relevant question? How would anyone know that? When and where was that disclosed? Garrett? Was that disclosed publicly here? Uh, nope. Does it sound like I would have a problem with that? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Glad. Uh, I never disclose where I am or what I'm doing, just so the record shows. You didn't hear a word from anyone. And you won't. So, no no offense. I mean, the China, I don't know where you got me the China virus, but uh, I just want to make sure we're, we're, we're clear here before I start suing people over HIPAA. I'm joking. Uh, okay, so glad you returned from the China virus. Do you think the compelling videos are posted for attention, but ultimately for the possibility of being paid? I mean, I, I, I guess. I No, no, actually I don't. I, I would like to believe the videos are posted to get paid. Somehow that's even more understandable than just crying and sharing 1.4 million views. I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think it's about getting paid. I don't. If you get paid for it, I mean, I guess good. I, I don't know who sits around and watches these. So the 49ers and Chiefs are obviously in Vegas. Um, <laughs> Super Bowl is in Vegas, which is light years from where the NFL was not that long ago. Okay. So we're still stuck in a weird place about what is a reasonable gambling policy for the NFL. You know, I mean, it's kind of been all over the map. Not that long ago, it was unheard of to be associated with any sort of gambling whatsoever. It just, it wasn't. You couldn't go in a casino, you couldn't do anything. And now here you are, you got a Super Bowl in Vegas in a sport that completely embraces gambling, except for the players. So, yeah, we've debated since the guys were suspended. I guess it was the Detroit players or Indianapolis player. I can't remember who it was. 
Guy gets suspended for an entire season, if not next. One of those guys got picked up by someone else already who was kicked out for half of next year for betting on games at the locker room. And uh, somebody picked up one of these guys. I can't remember who it was. I mean, he's a fairly nondescript player, but but somebody picked him up. Uh, and so once he serves his suspension, he's actually got a team. Here is the NFL's policy on going into casinos. Uh, this is from uh, USA Today. Las Vegas set to host the Super Bowl for the first time on February 11. The memo obtained by the Washington Post Chiefs and 49ers players will be prohibited from gambling leading up to the Super Bowl. Listen to this. You may not engage. This is the league's rule to the players. You may not engage in any form of gambling in any club or league facility at any time or while traveling with your club on a team plane or in a team hotel to participate in an NFL game, preseason, regular, or postseason, or in-season team activity. Who the hell would bet on a preseason game? You need therapy, man. So, again, the league is saying, you can't bet, you can't bet. You may engage in legal gambling, but not on football, on personal time while traveling for league or club events, or uh, or participation in your club's game or in-season team activity unless otherwise prohibited by your employing club. You may not enter a sports book during the NFL playing season. Can you believe that? You can't even go in. You may not enter a sports book during the NFL playing season except to access an area outside of a sports book. It says you may pass through a sports book where necessary to access a separate area of the entertainment casino or hotel. So they can't even go in. Not not even not place a bet. They can't go in, which is pretty hard to do if you're in a, if you're staying in a hotel. Now I I don't know where they're staying. I got an idea, um, and. You can walk through the hotel and not go through the sports book. But, I mean, think about, now that this memo is out, all I could think of was the knuckleheads that'll jump at the chance to catch somebody on video or take a picture of a player anywhere near a casino. Guy could be standing, you know, look, you could be standing outside of a sports book and you could see all the bets that are on the, on the board. Is that, in a, is that in a sports book or not? Is that violating league rules or not? I could see, um, let's just say, I'll make up some. Dak Prescott is waiting on a couple friends to come out of a sports book at, I'll make it up, MGM. You take a picture of Dak Prescott staying there. Has he violated the NFL rule? He hadn't placed a bet. He hasn't placed a bet. But they said you can't go in a sports book. I know someone would take his picture, and I know it would circulate. I mean, it is amaz- it's amazing how disciplined these guys are to stay out of it, particularly somebody like him, you know, that's famous. But I, 
I don't think the NFL is doing this because the NFL thinks there's a risk that Patrick Mahomes could walk into the win sportsbook and purposely bet against the Chiefs and throw the game. Okay, No way. That's not a concern. It's not going to happen. What they don't want is the way it looks. That's what this is about. They don't want it to look like because a bunch of knuckleheads hanging around sports books. That's the way it is. It's a bunch of frat guys and older frat guys. And they know who you are. And they don't want people talking about it. Which I still, I find it funny. I find it ridiculous. Nobody, surely none of you believe Patrick Mahomes. Or I don't care. Find another player. Because most players are not Patrick Mahomes. Find somebody who's the uh, backup left tackle. There's not a risk of that person throwing the game. Even the backup left tackle is not throwing the game. So who cares if the backup left tackle is getting chips and a Coors Light at a sports book? Who cares? Why would the NFL care? The NFL, by having this policy, is it's going to walk themselves into, again, suspending someone. That's what they're going to do. Just by showing up at a sports book. It's incredible. I, I, I just, it is so hypocritical to me that your entire sport, the owners, the teams themselves can embrace gambling. <laughs> and you're telling a group of players they can't even walk into a sports book. And their only excuse would be if it just happened to be passing through the hotel. That's ridiculous. All for image. And I don't, I just, I don't believe there are that many of you that think a player can go bet enough to throw a game. Gambling now is so above board, it might be the most above board industry in this country. No one, casinos don't want to get involved in something like that. The, the online books don't want to get involved in something like that. Nobody wants to lose what they've got going. No one's throwing games. This is incredible. And for the NFL to go so far as you can't even go into a sports book is amazing. That's ridiculous. It's absurd. And someone's going to take a picture of somebody going standing near one. You watch. And people are going to freak out. Oh, God, look what he's doing. Look what he's doing. I don't care if he went in and bet on a game. It's not going to matter. It's not. Look, these guys don't care enough. Right? There's enough money to be made in going to work every day being a professional football player. Then there is you finding some shady group that wants to pay you ten grand to throw a game. That's half your game paycheck, by the way. Even if you're a backup. Even if you're a player that's only going to play one week, that's half your paycheck. Less than half, actually. All right, on Twitter X, it is at Jeff, Jeff Ward Show. The phone number is 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN.